0: Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support.
1: And so these doctors came in, they had somber looks on their faces, and they sat down and they looked at me and they're like, Josh, we have some we have some hard news to share with you. I was like, Yeah, yeah, I, I believe it. I know, and I know mm-hmm. I've already started to prepare my heart. And they're like, Well, um, Mallory actually passed away. Hmm. And in my mind, it didn't register right away.
0: A hard but hope-filled story today, as Josh Bogacek shares his story of losing both a wife and a daughter, but
1: where he's found hope in that journey. Welcome to Life Support. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He Derek. was a golden boy. All we can do right now is come Extreme. together. Domestic
0: violence, multiple rapes. Hey, so glad you're with us on Life Support. And what we do on this show, this podcast, is we tell stories because we believe that many times Jesus introduces himself in trauma, in difficult circumstances of life. And uh, we want you to be introduced to him in that way as well. And we've got a story today that I think you're going to be intrigued by. It's a hard story. But again, I believe that um, you'll walk away knowing more about who Jesus is and who God is um, after this talk. And so Josh Bagacik is my guest, and uh, Josh, thanks so much for being here.
1: Yeah, absolutely, thanks for the opportunity.
0: Now, you um, are um, a churchman, kind of like me, yeah, um, up in a in a town called Princeton here in Minnesota. correct. Yeah.
1: And uh, what do you do there? Um, My wife and I actually just got the opportunity to take over the young adults ministry at uh, New Life Church in Princeton. So we're grateful for that opportunity, and um, there's a a lot of young adults that that need that community and and that sense of belonging. And and my wife and I, with the help of, of Jesus, really hope that we can create that culture and atmosphere there.
0: Good for you. Very important. All right, so your story is a a difficult one, um, but why don't you just start at the beginning and and, uh, kind of wherever you want to begin. Yeah. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, um, so I'm I'm a 28-year-old Minnesotan from Lakeville, Minnesota, born and raised, and uh, had a pretty normal childhood growing up, and um, didn't grow up in the church, uh, so I never really had that background. Um, and then, in high school, I met a a young gal who uh was a church goer and um always you know found her intriguing and wanted to know uh why she was so much different than everybody else and started to pursue a friendship and a relationship with her and really opened to my eyes to um what being a Christian actually meant so uh, ended up getting saved at nineteen years old um and then Right after that, immediately felt like I was supposed to go to North Central University in downtown Minneapolis to pursue my education and to grow my faith. Um, Little did I know I was going to be way in over my head there. Um, So I I lasted about a year, and after that year, I didn't really know where I was supposed to go. So uh, someone had proposed Youth with a Mission, uh, YWAM, and I... Thought that sounded really interesting and cool, so I went out to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and and did a uh, Youth with a Mission program out there, and did an outreach to Israel and Palestine and all over the Middle East, and hmm. it was just eye opening for me. Like this is truly what it means uh, to be a follower of Christ. So, kind of dove right into my relationship with Jesus, and it was it was you know pretty amazing at the time. Um, and so I met my, uh, I met a, a girl at North Central. Uh, her name is Mallory. And I always found her interesting. I was like, wow, she's, you know, this happy person that, you know, I really loved being around. Uh, and at the time, I didn't really have myself figured out. So uh, I, I kind of kept her at a distance, but I was always very interested in her. And and so when I got back from Pittsburgh. Um, I, I really felt the Lord was telling me to pursue her um, and to potentially make her my wife if she was if she was willing. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank the Lord she was. And we ended up getting engaged and and getting married. And we actually went back out to YWAM Pittsburgh to serve as missionaries there. Um, so we were there for two years. And after our two years was up, uh, we had found out that Mallory actually was expecting. Um, and we, we always wanted to move back to Minnesota because that's where our, our church family was and our friends, and we really felt like that's where home was. So we moved back to Minnesota in August of 2019, um, and we're just really excited welcoming a new uh, baby into the world, and it was just this amazing opportunity to share that with our family and friends um, and then one day in October, I went to work. I was working as a professional at Fridley Middle School here in Minnesota. And um, I got a call from a friend. Uh, Mallory had gone over to a friend's house to help them move. Uh, and I got a call from that friend while I was working. Uh, and they said that Mallory had been in an accident. And she was okay, but I needed to get to the hospital, uh, Hennepin County Medical Center in downtown Minneapolis so I could be with her. So I told my co-workers and they they said, yep, absolutely go. So I jumped in my car and and drove there and got to the hospital and they brought me into a waiting room. And as I was in the waiting room, uh, I started calling some friends and family and just telling them kind of what was going on. And if they wanted to come to the hospital to be with me, Um, that would be awesome. But also that Mallory was okay. And, you know, I'm just waiting to go back and see her. Mm -hmm. So, uh, to me, it felt like two hours had gone on until someone came in to talk to me. In reality, it was like 10 minutes. Um, but I remember there was five doctors that came in. And when I saw that in my mind, I had started to prepare myself that our baby like didn't make Mm -hmm. it or something Mm -hmm. happened with the baby. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I was already in my heart, I was already preparing myself. How am I going to be a husband? You know, how am I going to be a good husband in this situation? And so these doctors came in, they had somber looks on their faces and they sat down and they looked at me and they're like, Josh, we have some, we have some hard news to share with you. I was like, yeah, yeah, I I believe it. I know. And I know Mm -hmm. I've already started to prepare my heart and they're like, well, um, Mallory actually passed away
0: hmm.
1: and in my mind it didn't register right away and so I, I, I didn't really say anything I didn't really react and then it, and then it finally clicked and I was like Wait, what, do you, what do you mean Mallory passed away?
0: Yeah you're, you're there thinking she's okay yeah. you're worried about the baby.
1: Yep mm-hmm. so yeah all I was told was that she was okay she was stable and you know I just had to get there so when they told me that when they dropped that on me I I I didn't know how to react, so I remember just getting up from my chair, and I just felt this. I'm not a very uh, em- I'm I'm an emotional person, but I'm not an angry person by any means. Um, but I felt this anger that I had never really felt before, kind of rush through my body, and I remember just getting up and just screaming, "Why, why, why?" Over <laughs> and over and over again, and I. Kind of just blacked out for a second, and I, I just didn't really know. Like, this is now my reality. Yeah. What What do I do mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. And I finally calmed down and asked the doctors, "Did were they able to save the baby?" Is um, so we we had we had talked and decided we wanted to name our daughter Minnie um, after Minnesota and Minneapolis, where we started mm-hmm. our relationship, and um, so we thought Minnie was a very fitting name. So I asked them, is Minnie okay? Were you guys able to save her? And they said, yes, but she's not doing very well, but she's upstairs in the natal intensive care unit. Um, and I can go up there when, whenever. And by that time there had been 15, 20 people that have gathered with me in this waiting room. And after I asked them about that, I, I still can't explain it and it's hard for me to explain it to people but i felt this overwhelming supernatural peace mm-hmm. just come on my heart and this anger just left my body and i just felt this peace enter in and i just started praying with the doctors and asking them where their relationships was were with with jesus or if they even knew the lord or i i still can't explain why i did that um but I remember doing that, and the doctors were so confused, and they had no yeah. idea why I was yeah. doing that. But I did, and so... Uh, yeah, I, yeah.
0: I, I'll tell you, I understand some of what you're saying, because um, when we were dealing with um, a, the tragedy of our son, um, the, um, the things you do and say necessarily aren't your own at, the, at that time. And I think the Holy Spirit begins to direct your steps yeah. um, in a way that is, is supernatural, and um, so many times I remember detectives looking at us saying, you know, kind of like, who are you people? Yeah. You know, why are you praying with us? Right. Um, why do you care about us? Mm-hmm. Why are you being so gracious? And yeah. that kind of thing. And I honestly could just say, um, because we're Christ followers. Yeah. I had no other explanation for that. Right. And it's not that there isn't pain and 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 deep hurt, but there's just another gear that God kind of kicks you into, yeah, it seems
1: for sure, yeah, and we uh thankfully got four days with my baby girl um up in the NICU and uh, we had sometimes forty people up up there just gathering, and we would just worship and just sing um a lot of our um, Youth with a Mission friends came and joined us, and mm-hmm. they were very musically gifted, so they led us in, in worship and in song, and we were able to share um, just four days of intimacy with each other that I try to cultivate in my everyday life because people really need to experience that sense of community. And we were able to pray over the other babies that were there, and we actually saw a couple that uh, vitals started to turn around as we were praying and as we were worshiping, and um, the nurses kept asking us to go in, and sing and go and pray and all of these different things, and yeah. it was it was unbelievable and something that um, yeah, till this day it's just hard for me to explain what we experienced. But
0: you had, so, all this time you had um, you'd lost your wife, yeah. So you're, I'm sure, grappling with that. Right. You're with your friends, you're worshiping, you're worried. uh, Worried maybe isn't a good term, but Mm -hmm. you're concerned for sure about about your baby. Yeah. What was going on in your mind at that point about the whole situation, though? Mm -hmm. I mean, were you confused? Were you in shock?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my whole life was now what I, it was just gone. You know, Mm -hmm. my wife Mm -hmm. gone, like she was my best friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, we did pretty much everything together. Um, so when it happened and when I was told the news, I was, I didn't really know what my next steps were going to be. I, I didn't know. Um, it was a time for me to, you know, grieve, but I just didn't, yeah, I didn't know what was next. And if I didn't have my my faith and my relationship with the Lord, I truly don't know what direction I, I would have gone in. Um, and yeah, it, it rocked me to my core. Um, but luckily, I had those people around me that were always redirecting my negativity or my harsh thoughts or things that I was beating myself up, up about. And sure. they're always redirecting me to all right, you know, there's better, there's there's more, there's more. Let's honor Mallory, let's mm-hmm. do all these different things. Mm-hmm. And for me I was like, Okay, yeah, this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um and they still allowed me to grieve and, and cry and weep and um all of those different things. So.
0: so here you are now and uh you're you're spending time with your baby, what happens next?
1: Uh we had yeah, like I said, four days with her. Mm-hmm. Um and then they on on the fourth day they they asked us um if there was no brain activity um you know there mm-hmm. were, there was only so much they could do mm-hmm. um and they asked I, I i remember i could vividly tell you where i sat what room i sat in mm-hmm. who was in the room with me we sat down with the the neuro doctors and all the other nurses that were in there and they um walked me through that decision of um letting Uh, our daughter Minnie um, go to heaven with mom Um, Mm -hmm. and it was the hardest thing I had to do but I knew it was the best thing for her and the best thing for um, our family going forward was was that she she didn't have to be in pain anymore she didn't have to you know go through all of these different tests and different um, things that might not or probably not will even work um, so I had the opportunity to, to see her. Um, I held her one last time just in the in the room by myself, and it's always a little emotional just thinking mm-hmm. back to that moment. But, um, yeah, I just got to share that time with her um, before they took her and um, healed her and, and let her go to heaven. So,
0: so um, Josh, this isn't a very long time ago. I mean, right. you're talking three years ago or right. so. Yep. And um, – the fact that you can even talk about it um, without getting emotional would yeah. be weird. I mean, yeah. um, but um, so now you've, you've had to make this terrible decision mm-hmm. um, that you'd never dreamed you'd have to be making right. your, you've lost your wife. Um, how did you then take the next steps forward?
1: Yeah. Uh, I sought, <laughs> I sought counseling and wise counsel because um, I didn't know what, I didn't know what was next for me. My whole life is now gone.
0: No, you're alone all of a sudden. Alone. I didn't
1: have a wife. I didn't Mm -hmm. have my daughter. I didn't have, in my mind, I didn't have anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I had had just said about all my friends that were around me and my family, they always continued and still to this day will always ask me how I'm doing and will always encourage me in different ways. And I remember um, a pastor of mine uh, at the time— uh, referred me to counseling and referred me to just, you know, grief and how to handle it and all these different things. And for me, um, the counseling that I went through was unbelievable Mm -hmm. and opened my eyes to what could be next for me in my life. And that, you know, life doesn't just stop here, Mm -hmm. but you get this opportunity now to honor and, bring this, you know, share their, your, your wife and your daughter's story with, with thousands of people. And, um, you know, I'm not going to say there were days where I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to lay in bed and woe is me and, and cry and all those different things. But I knew I had to honor them. And I knew that I had to get up and, and continue to live my life because that's what I needed to do. Um, so I, I took some time and went to Pittsburgh and spent some time with my, um, with the friends and family out there. Um, and they prayed over me and, um, just allowed me to grieve, um, in my, in my own time. And that was amazing. And then we also had a lot of connections with YWAM Boston as well. I was out there for a little while. So I went over there and, was able to um, grieve with them and, and and just be with them for a while. And that just really, you know, started the whole healing process right. for
0: me. What were you learning about Christ uh, during this, you know, uh, period right after yeah. this all happened?
1: Yeah, so the, the song Goodness of God by, by Bethel was kind of the one that came out at the time, and it was a big one. And as Christians, we always hear this term that God is good, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it you know it's like yeah of course he's good he's God absolutely but in that moment when in in that time where i was i didn't really know what was next for me in my life i just i really felt the lord was telling me that he is good i'm good i'm here i'm good i'm not going anywhere and for me that was like oh my yeah yes absolutely he is good And he's going to be good. You know, God didn't take my wife away from me. Mm -hmm. He's, and he's still here walking alongside with me and he still wants to pursue me and wants this relationship with me. And I knew that, but at that time he made himself known more to me than I had ever experienced before in my life. And, that's why i'm i'm still here today and that's why i still want to share um this story with whoever i can because mm-hmm. it truly speaks to the goodness of god so that's probably what i learned the most about mm-hmm.
0: him during that well those are lifelong valuable lessons yeah. and suffering many times is a gift and it's a i don't know how to describe it many times um i think it's a gift that you wouldn't want anybody else to have right but when you when you experience it you you kind of go like yeah i would have never known god this way yeah and um and then that becomes the kind of anchor that you hang on and i, and I think of psalm you know uh 1 about trees being deeply rooted mm-hmm. and i think suffering makes your roots go really deep yep. if you let it yep. but you have to let it absolutely yeah. You have to say to god like okay i'm going to i'm going go down that road with you yeah. um because i I always you know i've been through two major things i I lost a yeah. wife and then I lost a son, and each yeah. time it was almost like you come to a fork in the road, and yeah. it's like, okay, you have a choice now, right either I can go off on my own and I can just deal with this in bitterness and anger, yeah. or I can say yes to God and go down that road, For and thankfully, sure. God directed me in the right road because I don't think I was abs- you know thinking very clearly at the right. time when I had to make those decisions. Now, you mentioned that you and your wife are headed to Princeton. So yes. tell me how that came about.
1: Yeah. So uh, after everything happened with Mallory and Minnie, um, I got all of the, you know, the messages on on Facebook and texts that, you know, we're praying for you, we're here for you, uh, whatever you need, you know, we're here. And I got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of those, so it, it it came to a point where you know I I just couldn't respond to yeah. all of them, and right. I just had a copy and paste thing that I. It's sent like it out. when they
0: bring you dinners and then yeah. you have to return all the pans, and right. you have
1: no idea who these people are. Absolutely, yeah. And <laughs> not saying that I wasn't thankful yeah. for all of that because I yeah. was deeply, but it just got to the point where I was like, okay, yeah, thank you so much. I'll let you know. I'll reach mm-hmm. out. Um, and there was this this woman my wife now who had reached out and i don't know why it just felt different in in my heart that she reached out she was at the time a worship pastor at a church in green bay wisconsin and she had reached out she had known of me from north central and we had some close uh, mutual friends but we never met each other never really Mm -hmm. knew each other so she just reached out saying that her church was praying for me and you know if there was anything that they could do in Green Bay for me, that they're here. And, of course, I was just like, you know, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, but there was just something that felt different about it. And um, after a little time went, she uh, posted something on, on Facebook, and I just, you know, actually it was on Instagram. And I, I commented and it was just like, this is awesome. Um, and we just started talking and started exploring uh, this friendship. And I was very hesitant, as Mm -hmm. uh, I probably should have been. I was just very – I didn't know, you know, as, you know, I was married. And it was just a different thing. Mm -hmm. I had to get – am I ready for this? Am I Mm -hmm. not? Do I even like this person? Or is she giving me this attention and I I like it because I long for that?
0: Those are all good questions to ask.
1: Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. I – Started pursuing this relationship with um, Amanda, and I, again, just sought counsel. I, I texted my, a lot of my friends, my, my pastoral team at the church I was going to at the time. Uh, I talked to my counselor about it, and if, if one person would have come back and told me that this isn't right, this is too soon, you need to kind of reevaluate this, I would have. Mm-hmm. But everyone that I talked to, and everyone that I had reached out to, said that it feels good. I they prayed for it, they prayed over it, and they said, "Well, yeah, okay. I think I think this is you know you're ready and you you should pursue this and, and see where it goes." And that's what I did, and I you know we started dating, and it was Amanda's an amazing woman because the way that she handles the situations, the every day with me. And there are still days that, you know, I grieve and that are yeah. hard. And she's right there alongside. It takes a
0: special woman to not be territorial and to walk into that pain with you.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. she allowed me and still allows me to honor my my, my first wife and, and my baby. And she mm-hmm. honors them as well. And that's, for me, that was like, wow, okay, this, this is a person mm-hmm. that truly wants to be you know a part of this and a part of my story and um yeah we've been married for almost two years um we had a a beautiful daughter Eleanor uh she's she's a year old now um and she's the light of our world and she's just mm-hmm. a, a little fire spit fire and just super funny and yeah we just we just love her and yeah,
0: so well congratulations on thank uh you. on the marriage yeah. on your child yeah. and on a new job.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. God
0: is shining on you. We're gonna have you back and I want to explore a little more, but yeah. um thanks for telling your story. I know it's not easy. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate I, it very much. Yeah, absolutely. That's Josh Bogatchuk and um you know, just more proof that God is faithful and um I think of Isaiah fifty four ten, for the mountains may depart, the hills may uh, the hills be removed But my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. So whatever you might be facing in your own life, just know that God is going to walk with you even when it seems that he's distant. Um, Pain can make you feel isolated, but God is with you. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank our partners, Faith Radio. Uh, You can watch a video version of this podcast at fivestonemedia.com, and you can catch us right here at Ridgewood Church at myrwc.org. And thank you so much for listening to Life Support. Life Support is a co-production of Five Stone Media and Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota.